The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate balance with return guest, Marie D. Jones, author of The New Witch, your guide to modern witchcraft, Wicca, spells, potions, magic, and more. I tell you what, I love this book. Hi, Marie. Welcome back. It's so good to be back. Thank you. (laughs) So the new witch, um, you know, and we decided when we were chatting earlier to ba- radiate balance because this book, you, you see, it balances the old ways and the new ways. Yeah. Tell, tell us about why you wrote this book. I actually can't take all the credit. Um, I had done a book called Earth Magic for the same publisher, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier this year that was more of a traditional look at the different earth traditions. And in a conversation, my publisher, Roger at Visibling Press, we were talking about how social media and the internet and all this new technology has really changed the face of older traditions, whether it's witchcraft, Wicca, paganism, shamanism, because we now have all these new resources and new ways of communicating, sharing information, um, teaching people about the different crafts, different practices. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I got on Instagram and started following some of the more prominent sites. And it's just so fascinating to see people, hey, you know, I'm going to teach you how to make your own candles for your candle rituals, or I'm going to show you how I made my altar. And before all of that had to be done, word of mouth or getting together with people in your community that are, were of like mind. And now it's just, it's global. You can have a global coven, global friends that are doing the same thing. And you, you could still practice on your own, but you have access to all of these resources that we just didn't have before. Right. And then, you know, I'm looking at the cover. Uh, it's very <clears throat> clever. So it's a, the cover of the book is a smartphone and it's got <laughs> icons for potions, runes. Uh, looks like there's a pentagram, there's a cauldron, a chalice. Uh, there's all, they're, they're set up, they look like icons or like. Yeah, exactly. It's a great cover. I don't know exactly who designed it at Visible Ink, but I thought that was so clever. Oh, yeah. So yeah. What, ma- what makes this book modern witchcraft? So the practice is always going to be the same. With you know, It has a, a basic, longstanding tradition to it, and that is reverence of the earth. Um, <clears throat> you may, you know, as- ascribe to a certain type of witchcraft or wicca where you believe in a goddess or a god and a goddess or a lot of them and it's all that traditional stuff but placed into a new vehicle of communicating sharing learning teaching swapping herbal recipes so it's taking the old teachings and introducing them to new audiences via technology. 
Uh, so it's kind of an interesting balance between the old and the new. Now, a lot of people will say, well, <clears throat> excuse me, are you advocating like new laws and new rules? And I, I think that what I'm seeing out there is people bring their own uniqueness and their own spin, but the basics stay the same. Because when you start losing the old traditions, the old basics, it's no longer what, you know, it's no longer witchcraft. It's no longer Wicca, paganism, shamanism, Native American traditions. So it's not about, oh, let's recreate all this stuff completely from the bottom up. It's about finding new ways to honor those old, those ancient traditions and what they're trying to teach us. Right. Yeah. So it's taking the old, the old ideas, the old concepts, the old ways, and maybe just like bringing them up to date, up to the 21st century. We have to. We don't have a choice. (laughs) We don't communicate on the telephone like we used to or going to our neighbor's house and getting together with the I mean, some people do, and I think there may actually be a sort of a, a movement back to that because people are so cooped up lately. I think they're realizing how much they miss that. But... You can communicate, like I'm in San Diego, California. I can learn how to do something from somebody in Iceland on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I might not have access to, they might have a really cool herbal remedy for the common cold, you know, and if you're someone that doesn't want to necessarily use a pharmaceutical or over-the-counter medications, you might not know how to do that. So here, here's this person from Greece and, and this person from Indiana, you know, and I have access to all of this information that I didn't have before. And they have access to me or to anybody else. And that's where it's really cool. It also is bringing together people from all different walks of life, young, old, you know, every color and creed, because sometimes within our own small social circles, we're very limited with that. We might only hang out with a couple of women, or if you're a guy, you know, you have your guy pals. But this opens it up to really being able to communicate with anybody and everybody. And to find and to find anybody and everybody. Even it's like you go yeah. on Facebook and you can just search <clears throat> for coven or witch or astrology or whatever you're into and find it's there it's there and you know just looking up even um the one word let's say astrology or or witchcraft you're going to get a million more specified groups that you can join you know from lgbtq to to you know co-ed to just women only or this that the other thing you'll find and and you might also find local groups that you can communicate with and then eventually feel comfortable enough with meet people in person but you know I hate to say that we're becoming a global society to the point where it's a preference to join a group where you've got people from all over the world but that's just the reality but the internet and technology and social media has still made it possible for you to communicate with people in your own area. You know, there's a really awesome program has nothing to do with the subject matter called next door. It's an app and, and I'm on it for my community. And so it's the same thing. You have access to everybody globally, mm-hmm. but you also can build community and find people in your area. And maybe, you know, once these lockdowns are lifted, um, get together with them. It doesn't have to be formal. You have to join a coven. Get together for lunch. Talk about ideas. Hey, you know, are you into candle magic? Oh, you know, I'm allergic to candles, but I love working with amulets and talismans and get to meet all kinds of interesting people that way. So it's not just the global aspect. It's, It's also finding people locally because a lot of us don't really know how else to do that now 
Now that's a really good point because you could find somebody somebody through like I'm I'm on a couple of different neighborhood yeah Facebook, right? And people that I wouldn't necessarily know, but I know that they live near me and right. I found okay, so I found a friend, a new friend. We met this year during 2020 on Jim Harold's. You know, we know, but we both know oh, Harold. Yeah. His he's got a virtual campfire campfire group on Facebook. And I happened to mention that when I was a baby, I saw a ghost at this uh big high school near my house. And so this woman said, Oh my gosh, you're from Kansas City. I'm from Kansas City. Turns out she's and she lives down the street. Oh. Now we're friends. Right. 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 So it even makes your hometown seem a little bit more homey. It does. It's a wonderful resource. And, you know, when if somebody, if a young person or even an old person, I shouldn't put an age on it, but if someone feels real drawn to nature and to nature tradition, traditions and their thinking, well, you know, I'm scared of witchcraft because I've heard the media and the horror stories and the horror movie aspect and, you know, the, the old uh, stereotypes. You now have the opportunity to not only go do more research on your own, but to reach out to people that are actually involved and hear from them the truth. This is what it is. It's none of those things. You know, this is what we do. I know a lot of kitchen witches and I love them. They're the coolest people. And their practice is through cooking and using herbs and, and creating um, meals that have magic in them, you know, and using natural uh, homeopathic medicine and healing modalities. So it's being able to get good information from people that are actually involved rather than relying on the things that we see in the media or in entertainment, which are always going to be skewed (laughs) and sensationalized. And sensationalized, right. Yeah. Makes a a story, makes an intriguing story, one that you'd pay attention to. When in reality, you know, the, the people who practice that I know, they're normal, regular people. You wouldn't know it if you passed them in the grocery store. <laughs> you might have a boring you know? life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't want to necessarily say, oh, it's just another religion, but in a way it is. I mean, you know, you you walk past people every day and you don't necessarily know what their religious or spiritual beliefs are. And it's the same here. It's not a bunch of people walking around in pointy black hats and you know, carrying a cauldron, and uh, it, it, it's probably right now one of the most healing things that people can look into if they are seeking a spiritual path because we have so lost that connection to the natural world. We're so rushed, we're always indoors. When we do go outside, do we ever stop to just like you know, look at the sky or, or look at the stars at night or look at a tree and we don't. Oh, I'm outside. Maybe I'm going to do my run. You know, there's always another focus. And then we're back indoors. So <laughs> and then we wonder why we're so miserable. Um, but I think it's just, it's something that you don't have to call yourself a Wiccan or a witch or a shaman, but you can still embrace a lot of the the practices and the tra- traditions and you might actually find that you love some and you don't like others and then so build your own practice there's no hard and set rules other than the law of threefold which is whatever you put out there comes back to you three times you know do no harm uh, revere nature revere the feminine and masculine aspects of life because they have to be balanced. And, and right now, they're not <laughs> in, in society and in the world. Um, so there are some basic rules that are still very broad in how you can create a tradition of your own around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we were just talking about balance. Yeah. Balance with 
the old ways, the new ways, nature versus technology. Massive. Inside, outside, <laughs> up, down. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of the misery that uh, <clears throat> that people experience comes from not having balance. Um, you know, working too much, not playing enough. Playing too much, not working enough. <laughs> um, being inside, trapped up. You know, when you're inside, a lot of us are inside a lot now, working or going to school or what have you. You can start to feel your world closing in. And what happens to a lot of people is that becomes their comfort zone. Yeah. I've noticed that too. It's like, do I really want to go to the grocery store when I can use, you know, Instacart and have them bring it to me? And sometimes I have to remind myself, I'm doing that. I'm letting everything kind of close in and almost becoming agrophobic. Yeah, that's my fear, that there are many people becoming more agoraphobic and just not being comfortable going out and being around people. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. It's also sad to see, um, you know, when you go a few months or a year without that more personal contact people i think they become more immersed in fear you start to become fearful and rather excuse my my cough I'm having allergy issues but um i've noticed that because when i go out i'm always smiling at everybody yeah. and usually people smile back but wow a lot of people respond fearfully when you smile at them so I think we're losing some of our humanity that we need to to kind of bring back into balance. So in speaking of balance, again, um, I'm just looking at your, looking over your press materials. Um, part of this book talks about the high magic versus low magic. And I would imagine we would want to have a balance there. What is the difference between high magic and low magic? High magic is more ceremonial. Um, low magic is a little more, I don't want to say crude, but basic, fundamental, everyday. yeah, everyday down to earth. Um, and, and people are, are, you know, whatever floats your boat. Some people love ceremony and ritual and dressing in the garb and following rituals uh, almost like you would in any other religion. If you go to church and, you know, they have the high mass and everything is very formal and it's beautiful and it's very symbolic. Other people just want to kind of hang out, you know, <laughs> and wing it and just work with their herbs. So, yeah, there's like this up here for the people that really want to stick to the true rituals and traditions, like to the T. And they don't want to add their own personal spin. They're more structure oriented, maybe. Mm -hmm. They're not comfortable with kind of go, you know, adding their own spin or their own mark to something. Yeah. But and then there's the exact opposite, and there's everything in between. And again, it's all okay as long as you follow the basic rules. And that is you harm no one, and that you're always aware of whatever energy that you put out is going to come back to you so why on earth would you do black magic or uh negative witchcraft or negative spells it's only going to come back to hurt you and i think that that's like the golden rule do unto others and that rule is found in every religion and every spiritual tradition well, in it? its own way it's actually you know Bud buddhism has their own version of the golden rule 1500 years before christianity because it's common sense, <laughs> you know, be nice. <clears throat> but it's also about respect. It's about respecting others, respecting nature, respecting yourself. Because it's if we're all connected, when we do something bad to someone else, we're really, you know, the web is there and we're kind of hurting ourselves. The energy is getting messed up no matter who you're, anger or negative energy is directed to <clears throat> and I think a lot of people forget that they do and I've noticed that anger tends to feed anger if someone around you yeah. is angry and spouting angry words that tends to make others angry as well yeah 
definitely. I mean, energy feeds, and you know, kind of law. What is it? The law of uh, <laughs> similarities or law of attraction? Uh, law of attraction. Yeah, I mean, which your book <coughs> covers that as well. Um, with One thing I did notice though is that on a lot of the like when I was doing the research and I was going on a lot of into a lot of Facebook groups and meeting people on Instagram and Twitter is that there isn't a lot of tolerance for that. Really? It's like, you're free to be who you are, to speak freely. But as soon as you cross that line of disrespect, that's not what this is about. Out you go. And it was kind of, you know, it's not that you want to suppress speech. I am not for censorship in any form, but if you're going to call yourself something, whether it's a Wiccan, Christian, um, you know, whatever it is, and you're not respecting the basic laws of that tradition, it it only hurts everyone in that tradition if you're, you know, spreading that kind of negative energy. And I didn't see it that much. These are people that are really joyful happy resilient it's they've got awful things happening in their lives just like anybody else but they know how to ground themselves and stay balanced and find peace and healing in nature um you know i didn't all these, uh, there are some websites out there that, you know, will do a black magic spell or a voodoo spell to, to hurt somebody. And they're not, these are not real practitioners. No, they're not at all. <clears throat> they're opportunists. Oh, yeah. Well, I wonder if yeah. these people are feeling balanced and well and happy because they feel empowered. If something's going wrong, then they can they can remedy it. They can pick up the room, yeah. uh, some incense or a candle and remedy it. Well, it is. It's about learning to take responsibility mm-hmm. and work with the laws and the energies of nature, the universe, what have you, so that when something awful does happen, and again, it does to everyone, you know how to bring yourself back to a state of equilibrium. Um, you know how to maybe take yourself out of that event and see a bigger picture or, you know, find a silver lining because you're aware of all of those same laws are operating out there in nature. You go out in nature, nature is very balanced. If there's too much of this and not enough of that, nature will, will bring it back into balance. So spending a lot of time in nature, I think we sort of reconnect with our own ability to do that, that we've lost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we found that there was, a, I can't remember what national park um, had gotten rid of all of the, the natural predators, the wolves and the coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. Reintroduced them and in fairly short order, there was balance achieved right because you get rid of those predators you've got a million deer or whatever the prey was and now they're competing for resources that you know may be limited and we think oh that's awful now you've got to cull the deer but if you just leave it alone and that's the problem is that you know too many human beings are okay with disrupting the balance of nature for our own benefit and then we always say oh you know wow the climate is getting warmer and it's doing this and that and we're running out of open space and there's way too many coyotes in my neighborhood and blah 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 well we've put all that into play because nature has always worked perfectly (laughs) without our influence and that was just that sort of checks and balance system that was there you know you have too much prey too many predators this that the other thing it's it finds its own equilibrium until some species comes along and decides that they want to control that and, and that has been humans and now i just wanted to send a shout out to some of our supporters 
Julian, John, James, Marissa, Charlotte, Pauline, Becky, and Louise. Thank you all so much for keeping this podcast going. If you'd like to support this podcast too, please hit the like, follow, or subscribe button, or give us five stars or a positive review wherever you're listening and share this with your friends. You can also subscribe to Radiate You, our private Facebook group for bonus content, including classes and meditations. Another way to support our podcast is to go to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast and click on the donate now button. However you support us, we greatly appreciate it. And thanks for listening. Yeah, usually. Yeah, they, I mean, they found that erosion was stopping because the deer were not eating all of the plants and yeah. the soil could stay in place. I mean, just all kinds of extra benefits that were unforeseen. Right, because we only look at a very small, limited uh, viewpoint of mm-hmm. there's too many wolves or killing our cattle or there's too many coyotes coming into my suburban neighborhood. Forget the fact that we built all the houses on their land. And what's interesting, too, is that while everybody was, has been in lockdown, a lot of green areas have, you know, come back to, to greenery and the sky has been bluer and there's been a lot less external pollution. And now, of course, we're all exposed to the indoor pollution. But, yeah, it's, it, you know, when you spend time in nature, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. I don't think I've ever met anybody who said, after going outside for a little while, that they felt worse. Right. I honestly don't think that. Unless you've always, got really bad allergies. Yeah, it has a healing quality to it. Because, like, you know, if you have a, you could have a million problems, but if you go outside and you look at these beautiful flowers, you can't help but think, wow, <laughs> who or what did that? <laughs> Those are really beautiful. That's really, look at a tree. They don't care that you can't pay your bills or, and it's not, you know, not, I don't mean that in a negative sense, but there's this sort of continuation of life and death and rebirth and that it's just there no matter what's happening to us on a personal level. There's that sort of fixed aspect to being alive that it's eternal you know, trees grow and they die and new trees and grass and everything. And um, we get so caught up in our little petty everyday issues that we forget that you could go outside at night and look up and see a billion stars, you know, if you had a telescope. And um, I think that expansiveness, people say when they go to the beach and they look out at the ocean, yeah. And they realize how small they are and how, but, but not in a negative way, not in an, oh, I'm totally meaningless, but oh, I am a drop of water in that huge ocean. And I'm a part of it. That's amazing. Um, so your, your book does focus quite a bit on nature as well, getting outside using natural uh, you know, natural ingredients, we, if we could call it that for ritual, um, but also acknowledging the benefits of technology. Yes. Right. And, and also the fact that not everybody lives in a, in a rural or even a suburb, a suburban area, you know, you could create a lovely altar or little nook in your apartment in the city or out on your balcony Mm -hmm. and it's kind of about making do with that's another part of the the word new being included in the title is you know in the olden days we all lived off the land well now most people live in urban areas so how do you transform what little space you might have, <laughs> kind of bring the outside in. And um, and there's a lot of ways to do that. What's really cool is that you get a lot of advice and really cool ideas from people on social media. Oh, this is how I made these indoor planners to grow my herbs. 
or I have this, my little altar by my window. It's the one window in my living room, you know, to get the light in. You start to realize that there are ways that you can do, bring nature in if you're not always able to, you know, step out on your back patio and have the woods behind your house. Right. It's not even everything yeah. has a balcony. Right, right. But we have windows. <laughs> we have windows. We yeah, do have windows. Really does. I mean, it talks about how to set up an altar, what to look for when setting an, up an altar. And I, can I just say the, the book is gorgeous. There's full color photographs. It's, yeah, it's one of the few four-color books that um, I've been doing with New Page. They're beautiful, or with uh, Visible Ink, and they're absolutely beautiful. Oh, just gorgeous. Yeah. They do a great job with the the look and feel of the pages and all the images, too, and and the layout. Because there's a lot of information in these books. And I think it would be really boring for the reader if it was just text, text, text do this, do this, do this. So it's really laid out beautifully. And, and I love working with this company. Well, and, and two, you, sometimes you, it helps to see what yeah, exactly. in action. Yes. Right. It helps to see it in action, especially for somebody who would be new to some of this stuff. And my, my right. People are visual. <laughs> We're visual animals. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of beautiful imagery in here. Yeah. You've got dowsing and numerology and runes and psychometry and, 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 and. I try to make everything I write almost encyclopedic. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Comprehensive, I guess you could say. Because, you know, it's hard to get people to buy books nowadays. Right. So I feel like if you're going to buy a book from me, it's going to have everything in there that I can possibly get in there. And also because inevitably somebody will say, oh, how come you didn't talk about Mm da-da-da-da-da? So I'm trying to beat them to the punch. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, But, you know, you do want people to pick up a book and feel like they're getting value. And um, there's just, there's so many books that are out there that I have read where I felt like, hmm, I paid 20 bucks for this. <laughs> I probably could have gotten this, you know, information on, on the internet, but, you know, and it's also nice to have somebody compile all the information for you. <clears throat> and I think that's what's good about a book like this is that, sure, you could go research all of these subjects on your own, but it would take you a long time. <laughs> So here, it's all in one place, and it's even got pictures. And it's even got pictures. And there's seriously so much information in here. It's an encyclopedia. And what's good about that, too, is that people can pick and choose what they like. I cannot burn candles. I have, you know, allergies. Mm -hmm. And um, I love candles, though. I love seashells. So I have little seashells set up little you know all kinds of see and that connects me to nature when I'm inside so you don't have to do everything nobody said you have to go from page one to the last page and do every single thing in order to be able to call yourself a witch a wiccan a shaman a pagan no no the basic rules are the basic rules be as unique and creative as you want and, and have fun with it, because if you don't, it's not going to be something that you'll stick with, and it's not going to be something that you'll get any benefit from. It'll be a very surface thing if you're trying to, like, oh, I've got to do every single thing she said. No, that's not at all. Right, because there, there's a lot here. And even the appendix, I'm looking at the appendix now, God, appendix A, gods and goddesses. <laughs> what they help us with. B, Appendix B, stones and their their powers. Yeah. So helpful. Oh, my gosh. Appendix C, useful resources, websites and blogs. Talk about the new witch. Websites and blogs. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine blogs? Who would have thought that, what, (laughs) 15 years ago? Would never have had that. But it's, you know, again, it's a great way to communicate information and stay connected. Mm-hmm. 
index and there's even an index of um there are spells in the back yeah those are fun and again always in anything i write um and most 99.9 percent of the people that i've met and interacted with these are spells that are positive they do not attempt to control a situation or a condition for someone else without their permission you know again there are some rules but if you follow those rules you can and you know you'll see kind of a template it's like working with the law of attraction in many ways and then you can create your own because you kind of follow that basic template. And a lot of it does come down to belief and putting your um, energy behind that belief, symbolism with stones and candles and things. And they're all meant to really create a little bit of an altered state of consciousness that you do your intention work, your spell work in. That is no different from how many people practice um, you know, metaphysical practices, meditation, yoga, what have you. It's all about getting into a very specific mindset and then, you know, aligning the body with the mind. If you're doing yoga or tai chi or something in meditation, kind of getting back to that balance and that center. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all kind of a part of spell casting. Really? You know, you get grounded, you get centered, you you work with your breath and your energy and your faith and your belief, and then you cast forward spell. It means words, letters. You you put out there either written or verbally what that intention is, always knowing <laughs> that it will come back to get you if it's good or bad. So, you know, like what is it? What's the, you better watch out. You better not cry. <laughs> so be good for goodness sake. But that's something that a lot of people think, Oh yeah, I'm going to try to get my ex back. No, 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 no. You're not, this is not about controlling someone else. No, no. Unless they ask you, please help me. I, you know, I, I need some healing energy. Then you could do that. You could work with that, but no, it's not about all that silly TV stuff. You know, it really does ruin it for us in many ways. It does. It does. Uh, I would like to say that it at least brings some people in, you know, they get interested from that. But I think once they find out that's not what it is, they go running, you know. Oh, this is boring. What you mean? I have to learn all these herbs? You know, I know I, I want to get uh, I want to make a million dollars. Okay, well, it's going to take you a while because even working with law of attraction is not something that happens overnight. So working with the laws of nature, you're not going to be able to do, you know, being like in genie, I dream of genie or bewitched. Bewitched with the nose. With the nose, yeah. It's not going to work that way. No, um, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that you say that there's, just certain certain order that you put into spells, you know, the intention, create the space, you know, grounding all these different stuffs. It just, it takes the mystery out of mystery. Yeah, yeah it's structure, just like prayer or just like uh, law of attraction work or goal setting. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, we're using more symbols and we're, bringing nature into it and we're you know we may be when people pray <clears throat> they pray to god or they pray to whatever religion you know whatever deity there is so you may have wiccans that are praying to the goddess or casting the spell and asking the goddess for help with whatever it is so some of the language and semantics are different but the basic structure is the same. And it's just like sitting down on New Year's and doing some goals. Although you're more likely to keep them because you're adding that element of ritual and symbolism and those old traditions and really getting into it a lot more rather than just sitting down and saying, okay, I'd like to lose 10 pounds, um, you know, make a, a million dollars. It, it's, it goes a lot deeper than that. Yeah, it does. 
And let me ask you this, Marie, before you sat down to write this book, had you been practicing witchcraft? I, I practiced in my 20s. Then I stopped. I practiced in my 40s. And then I stopped. And now I'm really back into it. And that's okay. Yeah. There are people that it's, you know, if they're born into sort of a hereditary family, that that's from day one. There are other people that come into it when they're 68. <laughs> there are people that do it for a year, don't like it. It's okay. It's a, it's not, you're not going to be punished. Mm -hmm. um, with me, you know, I had to be careful because I'm really, really driven with work, um, ambition, work ambition. I work a lot. And then you kind of realize, oh, I haven't been outside in a week. Or I feel so disconnected. Sure. You know, there's no beautiful magic in my life anymore. It's all work, work, work. So you kind of, you can kind of do this, go in and out of a practice. You can have a practice that stays the same. You can have a practice that 10 years into it, you totally decide you can't stand anymore and completely change. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You know, you you may be a witch and then decide oh no I'm I'm really into shamanism you know and mm -hmm. it's just part of the journey it's part of the process but I think that there is a little bit of witchcraft uh and earth tradition in all of us because a lot of us when we were children we loved to play outside we felt very connected and very down to earth mm -hmm. and as adults most of us lose that not all but most and then we always kind of say, oh, life is so boring. There's no magic to it. Well, there is, but you have to find it. You have to find ways to look for it and reconnect with it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hope it does. I hope that it kind of helps people just even, you know, even if it's just a little bit. Because there's a lot of craziness going on in the world right now. And I think when you... Even, you know, nobody walks around perfectly balanced. Usually it's like this and then, but if we can kind of get it in here in this range, then I think, you know, we'll treat each other a lot better and we'll treat the planet a lot better mm -hmm. as a result. Are there any spells, um, either in this book or ones that you could recommend to just kind of... Oh, gosh, I have to go back and look at them all. But I think... Um, the best thing to do if you go through them yeah. is to do the ones that you have things around the house for already. And you'll find that a lot of them, you know, everybody's got candles of different colors. Some people have different. I have a ton of just beautiful gemstones and polished stones just because I love them. I think they're pretty. You could have seashells um, and do this. Try the simplest ones first. Um, and some could be writing down what your intention is, what the purpose of the spell is on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Use a, a fancy pen or, you know, in a certain color. There's color correspondences for different things. So, for example, if you wanted to bring more money, more prosperity into your life, you could use a green or gold candle or a green or gold pen. And you put that, you could put that little piece of paper under the candle, light the candle, burn it down, uh, go bury the piece of paper. There's just so many different things you could do just with a piece of paper and a candle. Um, other people might want to have some incense so that they can really get into an altered state and do some chanting and, you know, have all kinds of knickknacks and things on their altar. It really depends on you as an individual. But starting out, I always think keep it simple. I don't want to say keep it simple, stupid, but, you know, the kiss. Keep it simple. <laughs> and just get your feet wet. See what you like. I mean, if you're laughing at yourself, like, oh, this is so silly, it's going to take a few tries for you to realize that you're actually putting energy and intention out there. And maybe you might want to take it a little more seriously. <laughs> but maybe you don't like working with stones. They just don't resonate with you. 
-hmm. maybe you're more of a um a candle person or you love divination and that was something that I noticed was missing in a lot of other books is that a lot of people feel drawn to a very specific type of divination system astrology the pendulum um numerology whatever so maybe that's your your entrance into what you're doing mm-hmm. you know because you can do your spell casting but you can also do a numerological chart for something uh, a relationship or a, a new job same thing with astrology so it, it's it's pretty open Mm-hmm. But start, I think, for somebody new, yeah, you don't want to get into the real 25 ingredients are needed for this, you know, oh, and you're going to have to do it on this night because there are those spells. They're very, very, and rituals are very, very um, complicated. And I wanted to just try to keep the simple ones here so that people don't get intimidated, like, oh, forget it. I don't have time to go by frankincense, you know. <laughs> five green stones, um, a Kennedy half dollar. So yeah, keep it simple at first. The thing is, even if you don't have the things that are in the book, you could use anything symbolically. You could use a beautiful piece of art to kind of get you into that mindset. You can have Anything represent nature. It could bring leaves in from outside. Who doesn't have leaves blowing around? Um, You know, flowers that somebody gave you. Anything can be a tool as long as you have some kind of symbolic connection with it to to what it is that you want. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, many of the things that you recommend in the book are things we have just sitting around. Sitting around, yeah the paper, the pens. Pra- they call it practical witchcraft. And it's practical because you don't have to go spend $10,000 buying all kinds of supplies. I love the movie Practical Magic with uh, Nicole Kidman and uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, <laughs> because, it's, it's, I mean, the movie's fun, but just, you know, they're just two women and they, they're they just doing their thing. And, and a lot of what they do is very kitchen witch practical. So it, it doesn't have to be fancy. Unless you like fancy, then make it fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. You can get as fancy as you want. There are special garments to wear, clothes. Yes, there's beautiful chalices and cups and, and things that you can have on your altar. As fancy as you want. And there are people that love that. They love putting on the the gorgeous velvet robes. And, you know, I'm kind of not that way. I'm more, oh, what's what's around? Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's my personality. And it's just so cool because anybody, you know, from one extreme to the other and, and in between, there's always something that you can do as long as you play by the basic rules <laughs> be kind you know yes do you want to others exactly be pure yeah. of intention pure of of of, uh, of intent right, right. of heart in doing this you know those are good uh good guidelines to follow and practice um anything else that you think this book uh, talks about or treats you think is important to important to mention that we should know. You know, I, I think that there is a real call to balance the masculine with the feminine, not to um, suppress either one because they're both a necessity. And the god and goddess, the whole symbolism behind that. If you look in nature, you will see you'll see evidence of sort of masculine energies and feminine energies, the sun and the moon and night and day, and all of these different dualities, but they're all working together perfectly. We don't have a lot of that in humanity. <laughs> And I think that's important because men have a feminine aspect. Women have a masculine aspect that has to be acknowledged. Also, acknowledging the shadow 
of, of your own self as well as the light. Um, and it just, and getting outside and looking around and realizing, you know, nature has the cure for every disease. Nature has a way of calming the savage beast, just like music, and just bringing some balance back above, below, feminine, masculine, inside, outside, because when we're more in balance is when we're happier, uh, we feel better about our lives. We feel more connected to ourselves. And um, I think we desperately need that right now. Goodness, we do. We do so much. So this book, The New Witch, your guide to modern witchcraft, Wicca, spells, potions, magic, and more, is really a, a useful tool in today's society, in today's times. What we've got going on. And I think it's a fun one. <laughs> it's fun. It is. There's a, it's, it, there's a lot of fun in there, too. Make life fun again. And it's pretty. It's got beautiful <clears throat> pictures. Yes. Right? We all need a little more magic in our lives. We need a little more magic in our lives. We do. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, where can we get this book, Marie? Well, it's available anywhere books are sold right now. Online bookstores probably are your best bet, but you know, regular bookstores and probably in the library. And I believe it's out on audiobook by now, too. If not, it should be very soon. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I like audiobooks myself. Uh, I kind of like listening to those. And then your website is www.mariedjones.com. You need easy, in, easy enough. <laughs> D is in dynamite. D is in yes. dynamic. Because there's, <laughs> well, <thank> <laughs> there's a lot of Marie Joneses out there. So we I know to... it. I know. Isn't that awful? Mariedjones.com. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And the book, The New Witch, Your Guide to Modern Witchcraft, Wicca, uh, Spells, Potions, Magic, and More by Visible Ink Press. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me today, Marie. And oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Oh, it's so much fun to talk to you. A witchy new year. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.